Nick? Yep. Bad podcaster? Nope. Woke? Kinda. Broke? Not spiritually. Nick Flanagan Weekly. It's the greatest show you ever heard. It's a podcast by a Canadian who almost always accidentally calls Toronto, Canada. There's a history of people being self-absorbed about Toronto as the center of Canada. But did you know it's the fourth largest city in North America? Nick Flanagan Weekly! Thank you so much for attending my seminar. I'm Nick Flanagan. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. Welcome. Thank you for coming. I uh, am happy to be here. Happy to be rocking with you. Happy to be living life. Uh, Today I took a seminar, a Zoom seminar, with none other than Michael Imperioli, who played Christopher Moltisanti in uh, The Sopranos for many a season. He's kind of an icon to me. I love the guy. And uh, he's been hosting meditation sort of classes on Zoom for free. So if you go on his Instagram, you'll find out how to register for that. And I think it's worth your while. So with that in mind, let's start the show. (laughs) No, I I, uh, had started the day off basically by going to this Zoom and just sort of doing a group-ish meditation. Um, And it was so nice. And I've been a little falling off the meditation train lately. And I realized that I'd also taken a few liberties with uh, meditating. I had begun to get too into the fact I was lying down while meditating. And I'm going to have to stop doing that. As much as I love lying down, and as much as I love lying down and meditating, there were a few too many instances where suddenly it was the next day and I'd fallen asleep. And I'd meditated at 8 a.m., What do you think of that? Just got out of the bath. I love a bath. You throw the salts in there. Throw that bubble bath in there. Ducky. Maybe a book on the side. And you're in for a good bath. And I just had one. Here at the old abode, my mom's place. She's away for the week, so I'm taking care of it back in my old room. And by old room, I do not mean the room I left when I went off to college and lived a life. I mean the room I was living in six months ago, seven months ago. I mean the room that I returned to in disgrace. 
after leaving Los Angeles, California. One of the outliers, I would say, left in 2018. A lot of people left, you know, February 2020. They saw the writing on the wall. The writing on the wall said, if you don't have any insurance, get out of here. The writing on the wall said, you don't like coughing? Get out of here. Writing on the wall said, civil unrest? Not your thing? Get out of here. If you can, of course. And back to Canada I went in 2018, way before all the coughing and civil unrest. I do really feel for the U.S. of A., but I also feel for, like, India, Brazil, the people of China. Who knows what's going on there? Adil Brar uh, was discussing it in a past interview I did with him that I don't think, you know, China holds back all information. But I do think that the cases ended pretty abruptly over there. And by cases, I mean cases of COVID-19. You must be COVID-19 to ride this terrible ride. 2020. Tricky, 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 tricky year. Too much bad stuff. But on the other hand, you know... Cardi B is a respected political voice. I think that's kind of cool. You know, we've gone from Bill Clinton in like 1990-whatever to, I guess, being like, you know, oh, Sista Soldier is a bad person. Nobody knew who Sista Soldier was. But if you're an older, senior citizen like me, you recall that uh, you may recall that during that period of time, there was like the L.A. riots, a uh, cop killer was out by Ice-T, very controversial song by him and his metal group Body Count, R.I.P. to the guy from Body Count who died. Body Count's Body Count, I believe, is one right now. No shade. But uh, then this woman, Sister Soldier, was like a, I don't think she was like a, rapper. I think she was kind of a poet, like spoken word performer. She might have even acted. And she was political. She was kind of an activist. And she said some stuff about America being bad. And Bill Clinton came in and just went after her. And uh, obviously Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, went after lots of rap groups in the 1980s. And now Joe Biden a 300-year-old man, the only person in the world older than Larry King, Joe, come on, man, Biden, is, like, going to sit down with Cardi B and be interviewed by Cardi B. I guess that's cool. I, I was happier about that fact before I really started going deep. But look... You gotta get the Cheeto orange man out of the office. Oh, we don't like politicians here at the podcast. Politics full of lies. Secrets and lies. I made some notes. 
about this show today. They're over there. I better get them. Oh, hello. Controversy here in the city. I live in Toronto, as I said. We're in something called stage three. Bars are open. Restaurants are open. Comedy, it's one of the first things that's back. I guess because there's no instruments or dancing, it's like safer. Not 100% why comedy is back, but not necessarily live music. I mean, you could have jazz, there's not going to be a mosh pit. There's really more of a chance of an audience member spitting at, at a comedy show, if we're being completely honest. Which I hope we are being. I'm being honest. Are you being honest? Honestly. Five stars. Please review the show five stars and subscribe and also rate it. As well, you can become on patreon.com slash nickflanagan or ko-fi.com slash nickflanagan. Buy Nick Flanagan coffee. All right. This is a little ad break in the middle. <clears throat> so we're back in the city. Coincidentally, cases are on the rise here. Hmm. Strange. It's almost like there are no examples of this having happened before. But anyway, so I'm wandering the streets. Some people aren't wearing masks. Some people are. Bicyclists are more brazen about the sidewalk, even though there's more bike lanes. I, I noticed I started biking again. And there's so many bike lanes in the city now. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it. It's, it's heavenly. It really ups the quality of this of the town so good on you city of to lots of bike lanes but yet there's cyclists on the sidewalk not wearing masks why isn't the cyclist wearing masks i don't actually care like i can't control people wearing masks i just get irritated when it's you know someone's by me Moist talking with no mask. Inside is a whole different story, but outside, what can you do? Um, yeah, so our cases are back. Comedy's happening. There's a phenomenon that has occurred, and it was happening before we like reopened the city, and it was uh, people doing stand-up shows in, in parks and, and stuff. And There's currently some controversy about these shows that are happening in this garden of a mall uh which i don't really want to get into that i mean that's an ongoing thing hopefully it gets resolved but you it's funny to me that you do these shows in parks and they're like the equivalent of when you go into a bar and as i said in one of my jokes once comedy happens to you you're just about to eat a chicken wing and next thing you know someone gets up and goes hey you ready for comedy? Who wants comedy? Nobody wants it. That's why at the beginning of a comedy show, someone goes, are you ready to laugh? Because people there must confirm that they're ready to laugh. There's consent involved.
And so, I think it's hilarious that these surprise bar shows, which at least are for adults most of the time, and very often happen at places where you can eat and have people talking about like super disgusting things, which I always think is very funny. Obviously, comedy clubs have food too, but I think it is funny also there in that context. Um, yeah, the idea of just being at a park in a comedy show happening is something out of my deepest nightmares. <laughs> and it's something I've talked about on the podcast already, just the difference between performing live in a basement and performing in like a baseball stadium for, you know, high school students. You know, performing with a tree behind me? No! Brick wall all the way. Please. Only. I only want that brick wall behind me. I don't want a brick wall in front of me. I want attention. Don't brick wall me. But yeah, um, I guess people are... Comedians are trying to say, Oh, Karens! are getting mad at us for doing jokes that are gross in a park, a place where people go specifically to relax. Who are these people? I had to tell you a dirty secret about doing comedy too, especially in Canada, but it applies worldwide. Ain't nobody making money from it. Maybe they're making like little bit of money. I, I'm actually exaggerating. Uh, there are amazing comedians who tour and make, make their bones doing live stand-up. And those people, they're stressed. They, don't, they can't afford not to work. So as soon as comedy's back, yeah, they're doing it. But there's also a lot of people who do it as a hobby. The same way you might I don't know, go to the comic book store and play magic cards. And those are the people doing comedy the most right now. It doesn't make sense. And then a lot of them are like, well, this is how I get paid. No, it's not. You know? And if it is, you're probably getting more money now from the government not to do it than you were getting paid to do it. And that's why I'm not really doing that much live comedy. Because if I'm being perfectly honest, I was not being paid a lot at a lot of these shows. I'd make some money. But not enough that I can justify, you know, not hanging out with my mom or something for months because I'm out doing spots. Well, I did three shows today. Cool, so contact tracing is going to be hard? Very much so. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really judging other people who are doing it. <laughs> I'm just saying, not for me right now. I understand if you're isolated and lonely. You got nobody and you want to, you're a comedian and you want to go do it, I get that. These are hard times, but I ain't, I'm not adding myself to the pile yet. And it's hard. I'm jealous. I want to be out there killing. 
Well, you are killing. Even if you're not funny, you could be killing. If you're out there doing live comedy right now. I don't know. I support... It's an impossible situation. When bars reopen, bars will reopen. Because they're like, "Mm, this is the the only chance of us maybe not going out of business is by opening during this stressful period. Uh, The park comedy thing is so fucking funny. (laughs) Saturday in the park. Why is... Why am I faced with this guy? Saturday in the park I'm being talked to by another white guy (laughs) Oh, just out for a stroll This person's talking about a uh, their bathroom habits when they're menstruating Let's take a seat Let's enjoy it (laughs) Oh, this is wonderful. This man's talking, uh, he's in minute three of discussing his ejaculation. His uh, very strong ejaculation he had. Let's enjoy it, and perhaps a bird will land on his shoulder. I don't know what uh, diction this person in the park has. I don't know if they're kind of from New England or Old England. Don't know. But that's the person responding to comedy right now. But this always happens with comedy ever since the walls blew open and uh, everyone, the ease of doing it, like accessing it, uh, began. Is people start putting on shows at like houses and stuff and you know, art galleries, and there was that Vice show called Flop House, and the uh, concept behind it that everyone was saying was, oh, comedy is the new punk. Comedy is punk. DIY now. It's DIY. Comedy is do-it-yourself now. Oh, yeah? Can't do it yourself. If you do it yourself, nobody's responding. Comedy is do-it-yourself now for people like me because I'm just doing it alone. (laughs) Comedy. Comedy! Is not punk. Straight up. It's never been punk. Never will be punk. And punk isn't even something to strive for. Like, What's so great about punk? What you really mean is like, comedy is DIY. It's like when people were putting on house shows in the 1980s and especially the 1990s. That's what you're saying when it's punk. You're really, if you, you know, go, oh, you know, uh, comedy is like the song where it's at. You just get two turntables and a microphone. You just get the microphone. You don't even need the turntables. Comedy's hip hop. <laughs> Comedy is punk, and punk is amazing. You can dance to punk music. 
punk house shows only existed because people formed band together, bands together, people were interested, and voila. They had to do a show somewhere because they couldn't do them at regular rock places. Maybe because they were all underage. Maybe because, um, you know, standard clubs in their city didn't want to have people in bands like that. You know, people who didn't drink. They didn't want to have bands. Punk bands. It's... The only reason comedians are, are putting on shows at house shows is because there's such a glut of comedians that there are too many to perform in traditional spaces. And they're doing it for themselves. I mean, I am vastly overstating here. There's a lot of exceptions to this rule of like DIY shows not being cool. There were these things called squat melt. I've done lots of cool, weird venue comedy shows. But it's the idea of like comedy being punk. Because it, when I was in, back in my day, when I was in punk bands, it was right before the kind of branding explosion of the, like, let's say 2008, 2009. Like, we were kind of part of it. Nobody who was in bands thought it was going to be something they were doing around the clock to make their living. Especially not the bands I was in. Everybody's like, we're going to save up money, we're going to tour in Europe. Sleep on someone's couch. Eat some vegan gruel. Fall asleep while someone in the other room is playing like, you know, The uh, Mad Caddies peak volume. And that doesn't exist in comedy. Nobody, like the amount of people who are just like, I'm just going to do this to express myself. I don't care if I make money. It, it's like nil. All those people just doing house shows are trying to get heat. Whereas all of the people in bands like DOA, you know, they're just doing it for the kids, man. And again, that's not even that great. <laughs> Comedy's not punk. Conservatism's not punk. No word that starts with C is punk. Anyway, do your shows. Have your fun. Many of my friends are doing live shows. I respect it. I'm jealous I can't. And if you're free tomorrow, today, or today, I'm recording this Monday night after a luxurious bath. If you're free Tuesdays, go to avail, youtube.com slash availcomedy. 7 p.m. PST, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you will see in the green zoom. You can watch it live. Chris Fairbanks, me, Maggie May, has been on the podcast. Lots of other funny people. So go check that out. And, you know, follow 
This podcast, Nick Flanagan Weekly. Instagram. Twitter. SoundCloud. Review, subscribe. And if you want to throw some monies our way, ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Allison Baker last week. That was a fucking treat. I'm really looking forward uh, to the next slate of guests. We've got a few different people. Derek Beckles is coming on. Ryan McMahon will be soon. Um, It just feels like I'm getting into a groove with the interviews, and it makes me excited. Anyway, if you are getting catharsis, seeing live comedy, or doing live comedy, that's great. But if you're just doing it, and you're not getting anything out of it, volunteer or something. Do anything else. Don't get your mom sick. Stay safe, my friends. You're doing great. Talk to you soon. Nick. I'm Nick. Flanagan Weekly Nick Flanagan Weekly